Welcome to the God and Cancer Culture podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Stephen Strang. This podcast goes along with my new book by the same title that releases September 7th. We just got copies off the press. They're being shipped to the bookstores now. You can still order it mainly on Amazon.com. And I got a report today the pre-orders are really going up. Thank you very much for ordering the book. I'm out promoting the book. Today, I interviewed Georgian Banoff. He was on the cover of Charisma Magazine for August. He invited me to speak at his conference in Harrisburg about a month from now, and we talked about it a little bit. I didn't literally interview Georgian for God and Cancer Culture, but Georgian grew up in communistic Bulgaria. He knows about the threat of communism, and we talked about that. That's something I go into in some depth in God and Cancel Culture. So I decided that I would run it on this podcast as well. You may have heard it on the Strang Report, but I felt it was important to go into. I think you'll find it interesting. So here is my interview on the Strang Report with Georgian Banoff. Welcome to the Strang Report with Steve Strang on the Charisma Podcast Network. This episode was produced to discuss and address issues within our nation and around the world from a Christian worldview. Welcome back, everyone, and welcome to you, Georgian. It's nice to reconnect with you after all these years. I was trying to think when I first knew you, but it had to be in the 1980s when both of us were a good deal younger, and it's been so exciting to see the growth of your ministry and how it's changed over the years. Back then, you were known mainly as a musician, and of course, you still are. So I was excited to have you on the cover of Charisma, and I'm excited to have you on my podcast. Same here, Steve. Long time, no see, and I've tracked all along. Of course, we were really close in the 80s, and um, you were exploding then with the magazine and, and your publishing company. So I'm super excited to have a, in a way, a reunion and all these years. God is so faithful, isn't it? Amen. And, you know, it's interesting when we've lived this long to see how people's ministries grow. Some people are big on the national scene and then they kind of disappear for various reasons, but your ministry has just grown step by step. And we talk about this in the August issue of Charisma. In fact, people can uh, still find a copy of it. It's online, of course, in our digital edition. It's easy to find. But to just give me and my listeners a, a little rundown on what you've been doing over the last couple of decades leading up to your ministry now and this conference that's coming up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Well, in the last couple of decades, uh, we have been connecting with the, the move of God. There's a tremendous move of God in the, in the 90s, and his presence became so, uh, you know, public in, in the sense that there was a lot of joy, you know, kind of poured out, especially in Florida, where you are from, and your area was very anointed. And, and we connected with that. And of course, Toronto, there was another huge explosion and Brownsville. So we've been connected with this revivalist community and leaders and things. And that's, it's been our, our personal revival. In fact, our marriage was nearly, uh, it was going down. I mean, we were losing our marriage, my wife and I, because of different experiences, religious things. However, the Lord just 
exploded on us, gave us second chance. Our marriage is better than ever. And now we've been married 43 years and happily love is there, joy is there. And of course, our joy is to minister to the poorest of the poor. This has been a, a, a calling of ours. So my wife and I are going around, been going around the world and going to from garbage dumps to uh, poor communities and spreading the love of Jesus. And you can see some of these pictures of children, especially uh, many, many of them been trafficked either, either as a child soldiers or sex trafficking. So we had the privilege to be able to connect with a team that we can rescue these children and be in our safety. We have close to 600 of them we're supporting and monthly and all their needs. And uh, so this is in, in short of what's been happening with us. You know, if anything, I think your ministry is bigger and more prominent now. I mean, you just, you just don't stop. A lot of guys would be, you know, slowing down at this stage in life, but uh, you seem to have a lot of exciting things going on. And this conference, which is an annual conference, tell me about it, the speakers that are going to be there and so forth. The conference starts on my birthday, actually, September 22nd in, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. It's been going for at least eight years. And this is, uh, last year we skipped because of the lockdowns, but this time we're starting all over again. And beside yourself and Heidi Baker and Andrew Womack, who's never been in our area and for many, many years. So there's excitement about him. And also uh, Randy Clark lives as a, my, as a neighbor. So he will come in and, uh, and release some of that healing anointing that he carries. Bill Johnson and others will also zoom in uh, from, you know, thank God to the technology. So they'll be zooming in. So we'll have both in person as well. Cindy Jacobs also gonna be in person and many others. And of course, we're going to zoom in several of our guests. So I'm very excited about that. It's going to activate people in the supernatural aspect of our, our Christianity because God is supernatural. And he, through the Holy Spirit, is activating all of his gifts. And, and especially in this time where, we, where the world needs the leadership and Christ is the leader of us as well as through us, he, he governs the world. So I'm looking forward to a powerful time of activation, everything that Jesus died for on the cross, amen. Well, that is exciting. And all those people you mentioned are personal friends of mine. I've published books for a couple of them. Most of them have, of course, been in Charisma Magazine, either stories about them or by them. So I'm looking forward to reconnecting with those people. And I feel so privileged that you're having me come. I will basically be on a book tour for this new book, God and Cancel Culture, which my listeners know about because I talk about it. In fact, I have a second podcast called God and Cancel Culture, where I specifically talk about the issues in the book and interview many of the people that I interviewed for the book. And I hope that it imparts uh, something to your people. It's a little bit different than the kind of impartations you're talking about. But I believe that we have a very serious situation in our country and indeed in the world, basically with communism rearing its ugly head. You know, when the Berlin Wall came down, a lot of us thought the communism was defeated. It wasn't. It just had a big setback in terms of the Cold War. And if anything, it's come back with a vengeance, this time with the basically the Chinese communists instead of the, the Russians 
you know, being the bad guys in the same way that they were. And I would have never thought that I would live in an America where uh, a socialist would run for president. And, you know, I'm expressing my opinion, but the Democratic Party has gone so far to the left that it's really a communist agenda. And you're one of the people who grew up in communism and came over here because of what you saw. What do you think about what's happening uh, in the country? And uh, then also maybe talk about the atheism. I, when I speak on this, I say that, you know, this drift toward communism is really a drift toward atheism because communism always oppresses the church in some countries more than others. In, in Russia, they had a, a little tiny bit of freedom. I've been over there or I was over there in the 90s and saw it for myself, but it was very, very, very small, very much underground. But this whole move is to suppress Christianity, even in our country. You know, the people that are woke are wanting to cancel churches. We saw this during the COVID. I write about it, of course. Who would have thought that churches would be considered non-essential when we have the First Amendment freedom of religion? What do you think? Well, that's exactly right. The, uh, the communism, of course, was uh, formulated by Marx, Karl Marx. That's the father of the communism. And before him was Hegel and all these German philosophers who had uh, this destructive way of thinking. They call it dialectical way of thinking and that they, they destroy everything. They, they don't, not only don't know God, they know there is a God, but they hate God. They're very anti-God, anti anti-Christ movement. God is their main enemy. And of course, the word of God, the Bible, they confiscated all the Bibles when I was a, growing up as a child we, we never could see the bible and because the bible tells us the truth about god but then you know the uh, the, the whole thing is that we christians who believe in god are on their way we we are the most uh, uh, i would say the, the enemy of of marxism and communism is the believers because we're undefeatable in christ and so they hate christ and here we are claiming that he's real and living an example. So they want to move us out, cancel. They want to cancel Christianity like they've tried in Bulgaria. As you said, in Russia, Bulgaria, same way. Majority of the church was underground, persecuted heavily. I'm witness of that. I didn't understand what, why were they struggling and why are they risking their lives for a God that doesn't exist because I was raised by the communists. My mind was programmed by the comments that there's no such a thing as God is stupid and full if you, if, you, if you support that idea. And they basically uh, killed so many of the pastors that resisted, and that's why they had to go underground. And um, so I see the same thing here, and I'm going, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't believe it, Steve. I, I'm going, what is happening? How can this be? But they're revamping. Uh, the whole communistic idea, and especially with China, they're infusing a little bit of capitalism, just enough to, you know, uh, activate their people to to do business, but totally controlling them 100%. So this is kind of a little bit of a hybrid, and of course it's global. It's not just against us in America, but they want to submit the entire world under that communistic utopia anti-god sort of like a heaven and earth but no god it's 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 amazing steve well over the 
you know, past decades, especially since World War II, America has been the bulwark against communism. You know, mm -hmm. they were well, you know, fairly quickly, they uh, controlled about a third of the world's population. And America has stood up to them, not as successfully as I would have liked in places like uh, Korea and Vietnam and mm -hmm. so forth. And so to get rid of, they have to get rid of America or neutralize us so that we're totally non-effective. You know, we're just another country kind of like Canada, you know, can't, there's a lot of similarities between Canada and the United States, except that it's a whole lot more liberal, but going to Canada and you don't, you don't see a whole lot of difference, but Canada is not a world country power and it does not stand against communism. So they're having to neutralize America in order to have one world domination. And of course, as Christians, we believe that in the end of time, there's going to be a personality rise up that that the Bible calls the Antichrist. Of course, the Antichrist spirit has been here, you know, for millennia. You know, the, the Apostle Paul talked about the Antichrist spirit, and really anything that's against God is the spirit of the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. And it certainly seems that it's it's culminating in something. One world government, you know, they're talking about this global re reset after COVID, which includes an awful lot of global government. And then, of course, the the elites in our culture and others are wanting to control everything on health, you know, having to do with COVID, making people or trying to make people take the vaccine, suppressing mm -hmm. any information that doesn't go along with the, you know, what they believe about COVID. I mean, these are just examples. But when I spoke recently on the book, I said, cancel culture is nothing new. It goes back to when the Romans tried to cancel Christianity, but here, 2,000 years later, Christianity is still here, and the Roman Empire yeah. is long gone, and they're not going to be successful in getting rid of Christianity, but we in America have had it so easy so long that a lot of mm -hmm. Americans, certainly a lot of Christians, just think that we were going to have freedom. There's always been a tension between those who blaspheme God, who didn't believe in God, who didn't believe in the morals of the Bible, mm -hmm. but at least we had freedom to proclaim the gospel, and it seems to be going away. What do you think? Well, I think it's exactly uh, what you said. In fact, in John, in the epistles of John, it talks about those who are with us, but then they left. So there is there's a departure. There's there's those who, under pressure, will give in and want to leave Christianity, but. The remnant, what God is doing, is he's strengthening those of us who are passionate for Jesus and unwilling to uh, give, compromise and give, give away our treasure, precious, precious possession, Christ inside us, the Holy Spirit. So God is raising right now all those who are saying, yes, Lord, lifting our voices. This is a time to open our mouths and declare the gospel, declare the truth. And, and that God will erase that. Uh, just like in, in, in Rome, you mentioned Rome. God sent Apostle Paul all the way to Rome, especially to confront Caesar. So there's a similarity I see that uh, those of us, they, they say, yes, Lord, we're standing for you. God will raise us up so we could declare him, him his victory and see a great harvest. Steve, I believe like the Gideon, it might not take 
and I, everybody, there's many of them in a, in a case and fearful or proud and they would take the glory. God is sifting some of that so that those of us who uh, will be strong in him will give him the praise and the glory. And we'll have the, the greatest, I, I firmly believe, the greatest harvest the world has ever seen. And that's the reason he will extend that time and whatever the inner Christ may finally come to dominate, but not yet because there's a huge amount of people that God wants to save. And that's what I feel like our partnership with you and the charisma, there's a whole another wave of, of influence that God is raising through you and the charisma, amazing team. I was just there a few weeks ago, wow. And the best is yet to come, Steve, if I could say it in this very, very way, the best is yet to come for the body of Christ to rise and shine. You know, I believe that and I'm glad you brought it up because my book, which has, talks about how bad things are in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. documenting it, interviewing leaders. There's also a lot of leaders who believe exactly like you do, that all this bad stuff mm -hmm. is going to somehow spark a mighty revival. And we've seen exactly. it throughout history mm -hmm. when there have been great moves of God. You know, there are mm -hmm. Charles and John Wesley in England in the yeah. 1800s Mm -hmm. sparked a great revival. And there are historians who say that England, the, the situation in England in that era, and we tend to forget it because often because we don't know history very well, it was seeing the conditions in Israel that caused Karl Marx to write the Communist Manifesto. He was a German, yeah. but he was, in, he was in England during that period. Yeah. And there are right. some who believe that John Wesley and the Methodist movement so shifted things in England that it was spared mm -hmm. a revolution like happened in France back in about that era. So there was no French revolution type of revolution in England. And I hope and pray that happens again because our solutions are not political. They're not, mm -hmm. it, they're mm -hmm. spiritual. And what I see is the people that are really turned on, they're passionate for Jesus. They're reading their Bibles, they're going to church, they're going to conferences, you know, they're really active Christians, as opposed to nominal Christians. They're the ones that are standing up. I mean, look how Bill Johnson, who has never really been political, stood up during this whole COVID thing, respectful, trying to respect the, the authority, but, you know, having his tent revival, you know, if you followed his ministry at all, other people like Mario Murillo, Mm -hmm. There are a lot of examples. Cheon, who's your Cheon. good friend. Mm -hmm. You know, he stood up the governor of California, sued mm -hmm. him. Che has never been that kind of activist, but it right. went all, all the way to the Supreme Court. Thankfully, mm -hmm. Governor Newsom, the state of California was rebuked. Churches were allowed to open mm -hmm. and the Supreme Court forced Governor Newsom and the state to pay their legal expenses, $1.3 million. Now, mm -hmm. why should an American citizen have to sue the government to get our religious freedoms? I mean, it's just insane, but yeah. it's causing people like Che and others to stand up in a way. And we do see the signs of, of revival. I talked to Sean Foyt yesterday about something else. You know, the Lord has really raised him up. The media basically ignores it or just treats it like it's a, a Barnum and Bailey sideshow or something, you know, they don't understand it all, but there is something happening. And I'm just so appreciative of, for you and, and ministries like yours who are standing strong, getting people excited, spirit filled, 
doing the works of Jesus, the healings and all the other things that you're talking about. And how do you think that we can really recognize when revival comes? Because, you know, there's an old hymn that you may or may not remember. It's called Showers of Blessing. And there's a line in it that says, uh, mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers, we plead. And I think that some of these things are kind of like mercy drops, but what makes real revival, awakening, you know, revival, you can have revival in a single church where, where the people in that church are revived and turned on to Jesus, but it doesn't really change the culture. We need something that's going to not only change men's hearts, but in the process, change our culture. Yes. It's like a Daniel's time right now. Daniel, Shadrach, Michigan, and Bandigan, of course, where they were so, uh, you know, in this enslaved situation of Babylon, but they did not act like slaves. They act like the free sons and daughters of God that they were created. And I know they must have had uh, either good parents or, or something that made them feel like I'm not afraid uh, from this secular thing around me because I'm a son of the most high God and there's a superior spirit lay upon them. That's what the Bible says of wisdom, of unlocking mysteries for the king at the time. But also they 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 chose what to eat, what not to eat. They say, well, we we do not want to eat this meat sacrifice, you know, the king's meat to the to the usually sacrifice to the devils and demons. They say we will eat only certain kind of food and it prevailed. They look better. They they were stronger because the Holy Spirit was instructing them. They were worshiping even louder when the rule says do not worship. Daniel opened his windows and three times a day loudly more than ever worshiped. And of course, in the lion's den, uh, the, the lions didn't want to eat him. <laughs> and so I, what I see is a similarity of that, of, of stepping up, or oh, Esther's another one, that they stepped up in for the moment, for the time, and, 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 res, and responded to all these threats and all these uh, you know, uh, persecutions and, and stood up for the Lord. And he's rescued them from the fire. The greater fire that is in us is going to prevail. Steve, I really believe that, that the greater is he who is in us. But it's time to stand up with him 100%. Business as usual, church on Sunday is not enough. It's every day, every moment, you know, and God is calling us to be, to step into our union with Christ and, and let him lead us every 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 moment every day so it's a it's, it's that kind of a coming together with the lord in a very deep intimate way and with one another supporting each other encouraging one another and uh and and you know like we, we're doing a, a zoom call spontaneous in in a couple of days for australia and new zealand brothers because they, they experience this huge lockdown just currently so we're standing and saying no there's a breakthrough coming and we're releasing that same type of breakthrough that God released for David and and the God of the breakthrough showed up and he and, and David was able to defeat the enemy but upon the instructions of the Lord to me that Steve is what we are, God is raising our tuning us our, our hearing and being aware of him and his voice and basically speaking, like Jesus says, I don't speak things of myself. I speak what my father says. And that's where the secret of his power is never speaking of his own, but always in line with what God did. And he saw what the father did and he did it. Well, he hear what the Lord said and the father said, and he does it. So that's that 
closeness. Uncompromising closeness is, is what's the key for us becoming that prevailing force and will change the culture around us. You know, as, 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 as Daniel was so powerful in the revelation that the king of Babylon listened to him. Okay, whatever Daniel says. Same with Pharaoh, with, with uh, Joseph. Whatever Joseph says, he got it. So that's the moment we are at that uh, influencing society that way. So I, I can't wait, Steve. It's, it's happening. And I'm so excited about your book, actually. Look forward to that. Uh, you know, when you, when you display your book at our conference and it's out already, but I just want to support you, man. You're, you're, I'm proud of you. I'm, thank God for you. You're also running. We're like a long distance runners, the two of us, uh, along with so many. So I'm excited. Well, thank you for saying that. And what you just shared was so well said. I want to wrap up this short podcast by you telling my listeners how they can still register for your Supernatural Life Conference, September 22nd to 25th. I'll be speaking on Friday the 24th. And I'm really looking forward to being with you. And I want as many people as possible to come to your conference. You'll be refreshed. You'll be inspired. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun uh, because you're known for joy. And so tell us, tell people how they can become a part of this great conference. Nowadays, when you just Google George and Banoff, you'll get, get the, the Google will take you to a site. Globalcelebration.com is our site. And right up front, the front page, it shows you how to, you know, push this button and sign up for the Supernatural Life Conference. So uh, the it's, it's the space is limited because of the uh, the restrictions of. Uh, so don't wait. Go ahead and sign up now. We, we can't wait to see Steve there on Friday, and and right after your session, we're going to have a panel and. You're going to be part in discussing all these uh, amazing things that you're writing in your book. And several of us are, are writing and, and looking forward to that. Of course, Cindy Jacobs will be speaking that night and Heidi Baker earlier today. So, guys, don't miss this. It's going to be an importation of the power you need and the strength you need to not just overcome, but to be a leader in this very, very deep, be the Esther and the Mordecai of today. So God is calling you, respond in your heart. If God is calling you and sign up and can't wait to see you there. Well, thank you. And we'll just leave it there. And thank you again for being on my podcast. And we're so happy we were able to report on your ministry in the August issue of Charisma. I'll encourage people to get it. And thank you to my listeners for tuning in. Share this on social media, email it to friends. Let's get the word out and then tune in again tomorrow for another episode of the Strang Report on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Stephen Strang. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Strang Report with Steve Strang. To read more from Steve, visit his blog, The Strang Report, on charismamag.com. Again, it's The Strang Report on charismamag.com. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible. Podcasts possible.